Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Aegis Podcast Show. My name is David Harry Stewart. I'm the founder of Aegis. We started Aegis about five years ago as this little newsletter would went to about 40 of our friends and we greatest hope was they wouldn't defriend us. Now we're tens of thousands, almost 100,000 people around the world. And we're so grateful to have you with us here today. The, you know, the reason that we started Aegis was that we wanted to provide actionable examples of people who are living in this new, vital, vivid, forward-looking way that was really, we felt quite different from what was being shown out in the media. And as part of our mission is to give people information on how to live this way, uh, to present you know, a little bit of entertainment and really the whole ecosystem around the way these sort of people are living. And I'm, I'm one of them. Everybody I know is living like this. And so that's what we're up to. And today, because we're, we're in kind of a weird time, right? Um, super weird. Uh, there's a lot of strange things going on outside our homes. And in our homes, a lot of us are working. So, you know, working from home, which is a whole new thing for a lot of people. And it's really disorienting. And during this time, I thought that it would be useful to have someone on the show who could talk to us about understanding our purpose and why we need to be able to articulate what the purpose of our businesses is, but also what our own personal purpose is. Her name is Patrice Tanaka. Patrice had a 35-year, very successful career in PR and marketing. She started in Hawaii, came to New York, had a very successful business there. And then she started Joyful Planet, her business and life strategy consultancy, where she helps people and businesses understand the power of being able to articulate what is their purpose. And just think about that. I mean, can you rattle off what your purpose is? Um, it really set me back when she asked me that question. Um, and she was about 50 when she discovered this. And then she went forward to really bring this to other people out in the world. She's a wonderful spirit, and I'm really happy to have her on the show. We're going to give her a call right now. Hi, Patrice. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. So what's it like in New York today? You're in New York, I'm guessing. Is that right? I'm in New York, yes, overlooking the Hudson. It's a beautiful day. And you would not think that this was uh, a very challenging time in the age of COVID-19. You know, every day it's a... a a changing story and and you know there's so much information that's coming at people and I know it's you know we all want more information but I think it can be a little much with you know COVID-19 uh, channel 24-7 right with everybody listening to this all day long too much. Uh, it's I just find it's exhausting it just weighs on yeah. me and you know the the whole idea of uh, personal safety and communal responsibility and, you know, did I wash my hands? Did I touch the wrong thing? And it, it, it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> I say. Yeah. Um, well, but, but that's why I wanted to talk to you because you have this very interesting expertise and um, interest in life. And I thought maybe you could tell the, our listeners about this. Yeah. Well, my uh, consultancy, uh, called Joyful Planet, which is also my vision for the planet if 7.7 .7 billion people are leveraging their talents, their expertise, and their passion 
in service of other people and our planet, we can together create a more joyful planet, right? So the work that I do is focused on uh, helping individuals and organizations discover and actively live their purpose or operationalize their purpose if they're an organization. And I think that, that having a, a purpose, whether you're an individual or an organization, um, can focus and drive you to accomplish what matters most to you and leverage your talents, your expertise, and your passion in service of other people and our planet. So, you know, right now, I mean, my focus is, it continues to be my focus, which is, you know, living my purpose, which is to choose joy in my life every day, to be mindful of that joy and to share that joy with others. So my focus pretty much 24 seven, except when I'm asleep is to actively live my purpose. So even though my title is chief joy maker um, or chief joy officer of Joyful Planet, it isn't as if I go around and just spread fairy dust and everybody becomes instantly more joyful. No, um, I help people to unleash the joy that is within them by helping them to, to discover and actively live their purpose, because that is what I think brings us, all of us, greater success and fulfillment and joy. So anyway, that's probably a longer nutshell than you wanted me to. Oh, no, that was wonderful. I, although I, I want the fairy dust. Can I say, can I just say, it? I want the fairy dust. <laughs> sure, <please>. why not? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm thinking about the, um, you know, this actualizing one's purpose. Is this sort of, I, I had this idea of uh, Maslow and the pyramid, right? Like we want to self-actualize. Is that, is right. sort of, does that make sense? Yes. And it is dealing with the highest level of that pyramid, which is self-actualization. And that's what discovering and living your purpose is all about. It's unleashing your full potential and unleashing your leadership potential. Um, and unleashing greater success, fulfillment, and joy in our lives and in our workplaces and in our communities. Yes, it definitely is about um, actualizing all of our potential. So now we're we're in sort of a time where, uh, you know, because of the COVID pandemic the uh you know our attention on that pyramid of need is kind of gone to the base of the pyramid uh and i i know that you know like for myself i've um lost a sense of agency um and mm -hmm. and i think that's what you know the sense of powerlessness yeah yes and i think that we don't have to lose that sense of powerlessness in fact you know, the driving focus of my life is to live my purpose. Uh, and so choosing joy is the action, the first action of my purpose, right? Choose joy in my life every day to be mindful of that joy and to share that joy with others. And if I actually just live that purpose, I am going to have agency over my own life because I choose you know, the thoughts that I think and the things that will bring me joy. And 
I am mindful of all the ways that I am grateful for what I do have in, in my life. And so that gratitude also uh, brings me joy because I can't, uh, you know, enumerate all the things that I'm grateful for and then be ungrateful, right? And then, of course, uh, part of my purpose is to share that joy with others. And in fact, that's why, you know, I'm happy to be on your podcast. I'm excited because I do want to share um, what I've done in terms of discovering and living my purpose, which is now an 18-year journey that I've been on. So this is not something that I just came up with last week and, you know, let's see how it goes. I've had 18 years of experience to see what I've been able to accomplish simply by discovering and living my purpose. And I do want to help anyone listening to your podcast as a gift to you, David, for creating this wonderful community and to all of the people who are part of the Aegis community, I'm happy to help you discover uh, and articulate your life purpose so that you can um, go forward and actively live it. Um, and so anyone who emails me after the podcast, um, patrice at joyfulplanet.com, J-O-Y-F-U-L-P-L-A-N-E-T.com. I will send you the 11 question questionnaire that I've uh, come up with that I use in my workshops. I actually lead group workshops on discover your life and leadership purpose. Um, and I'll send you this, uh, this questionnaire. If you answer it as completely as you can, and it will guide you to writing the first iteration of your life purpose statement. If you send it back to me, I'll help you finalize the statement. And that is the thing. And what I do is try to, um, edit and refine and tweak this purpose statement so that it's accurate, inspiring, and galvanizing to, to the individual. Because if it is, then you're going to be excited to recite it to yourself like a mantra, like an affirmation every day. And that's part of helping you unleash your potential by actually reciting and inhabiting and living your purpose. And I tell people that they need to do something every day or every week to actively live their purpose. It's not enough just to recite your purpose and you're home free. No, you have to actually live your purpose. And frankly, sharing your purpose with other people is very powerful as well, because when you share your purpose, you make yourself more fully known and you communicate who you are at your essence, what matters most, and how you serve others. And if you can proactively communicate that in a succinct way through your life purpose, you are able to not just make yourself more fully known, but make yourself more fully known so that people want to engage with you and, and probably think about how they might be able to support you, um, possibly maybe even do business with you. I mean, it, you need to know who someone is and where they're coming from and what they are doing with their lives before you uh, can even think about wanting to engage with them and invest more time with them and possibly consider doing business with them. So this is a very powerful thing to be able to share your purpose with others because sharing my purpose with others has been amazing when people know what you're trying to do. There's all kinds of support 
to help you actually accomplish that. But uh, unless you can proactively share what that is, people, you know, won't be able to figure out how to help you unless they ask you 21 questions and spend, you know, 45 minutes with you, which no one has time to do anymore. So we need to be proactive uh, in sharing that purpose. And of course, in sharing that purpose, we are reciting that to ourselves. So it becomes, you know, more of a living, breathing, this is who I am thing rather than just 35, 40 words on a piece of paper, um, which if they just stay on a piece of paper filed in one of your files and you don't do anything with it, it's not going to really um, help you to unleash your potential and unleash greater success and fulfillment and joy in your life, which I is the result of uh, discovering and actively living your purpose. Thank you. That's it. That offer is so generous. I, I know that, um, gosh, I have so much to say about that. Uh, it's this idea of owning it. So, yeah. I, and, and I think that uh, first d discovering the sort of uh, the purpose that we have, what's our contribution, uh, what, what, you know, what's our meaning um, is, a, is a huge, huge topic with our community. And, right. You know, we've, we've, we've probably done a lot of stuff when we were younger and then all of a sudden we're here and we're still alive and we're, <laughs> we're pretty functional. So like, what do we do now? Figuring that out. And I, I remember you, I, I, I first met you, when, Patrice, like four years ago, three or four years ago? I think so, yes, 2015, I think. Maybe oh my I gosh, 2015, is that five years ago? Ah, we're so old. Yeah, <laughs> was it 2015? I, I lose track, yeah. But I, I remember you very directly asked me this question. And you said, what is your purpose? What is the, what is the purpose of your enterprise? Uh -huh. And you really pushed me back on my heels. And I thought, uh, well, isn't that self-evident? And you said, no, 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 <laughs> you need... Like, you know, you, and you gave me an, a, a word limit. I forget what it was. It was like eight or 10 words. Like you, you have to be able to say it in this. And it, it took me like a day or two and I had to think about it. And since then, it's been incredibly powerful to just be able to say this. Cause people ask me all the time, we, you know, what, what is this thing that Aegis is? Like, who are you? What do you do? Right, right. And, and I can just say, this is it. This is what I do. And then, there is so much power in that that the person on the other side then has um, has an anchor point to relate to, and they can, right. you know, they can say, "Oh, I can. Oh, that's great. Here, you need to meet X, Y, Z, or I can help you this way, or, or I don't like anything about you. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet, but yeah, <laughs> no, that's exactly right. You're giving them. You're generously, proactively sharing with them what Aegis is, is all about. Um, and in that way, you're giving others the opportunity to engage with you in a way that, because they understand who you are. So yeah, I think actually, you know, sharing your life purpose is an act of generosity. Um, and to your point about, age, you know, Aegis is a community of 50 plus people. Now, I was 50 years old when I was forced by an executive coach to discover and, you know, and then I was able to actively live my purpose. But it took me 
five decades to actually, you know, feet to the fire, I had to come up with what my purpose was. And what I've been finding since I've been doing this work now for almost five years is that people have a remarkable ability to avoid dealing with discovering their life purpose for decades. And I'm talking decades because we can be easily distracted by other things in the environment, like right now, COVID-19, or the needs and deadlines of others. All of, you know, and everybody has an urgent need and a deadline that's equally urgent. So if you find, you can find yourself serving and trying to meet everyone's needs and deadlines from your, you know, husband to your children, to your entire family, to your friends, to your colleagues, to your boss, to your clients, to, you know, the organizations that you're involved with. I mean, everywhere you turn, you could be, you know, focused on on helping other people meet their urgent needs and deadlines. And I swear to God, decades go by. And really, it isn't until 50, uh, 50 something that people actually start thinking about their purpose because they've experienced some major life event. Either they've lost a job or their career, they maybe they've aged out, or uh, their spouse, they got a divorce or their spouse died or their children have left the nest and all of a sudden they have a little found time to be able to think about their life and their purpose and whether they're actually living their life in the way that is most satisfying uh, to them. And so that's when I work with a lot of people to help them discover and articulate their purpose. And they always feel badly that I'm 50 years old. I said, hey, but this is the good news. You could, God willing, live another 20 or 30 plus years. That's a lot of time to discover and, and live your purpose. If you knew what your purpose was at age 50 and you've figured it out, you know, that's a great thing. Do I wish that that people uh, had done this earlier in life? Say at 18, this is my, my dream, that every 18-year-old uh, is fully uh, cognizant of their life purpose because that knowledge um, can inform every decision they make going forward. If they're in school, it's like, oh, well, given this is my life purpose, maybe I should explore classes in this area. Maybe I should major in this because I really seem to love it. Maybe I should pursue an internship in this area. Maybe I should pursue a job or career in this area when I graduate. You know, it just, it it informs every major decision you make going forward. And I think if 18-year-olds did that, they would not be having quarter-life crises, which they seem to be doing these days. And that happens, I think, because at 18, you're highly vulnerable and susceptible to the influence of others, especially your parents or your friends. And everybody has an idea for what they think you should be doing and how they think you should be living your life. And if you listen to everybody else instead of listening to yourself, you will definitely you know, uh, experience a, a quarter life crisis. So, you know, um, uh, yes. So if you 50 year olds have children who are in their uh, 20s, please urge them to discover their life purpose now because, you know, they'll have many, many 
decades, uh, God willing, to actually fully live their purpose. But you, 50-something person who has yet to discover your purpose, do not, uh, uh, do not fret because it's still a good time to discover your life purpose. And as I said earlier in this podcast, as a gift and as my way of helping others through this difficult time, I would be happy to help anyone who emails me, patrice at joyfulplanet.com. And I, I can very efficiently do this. I'll just send you this 11 question questionnaire that I've developed for my workshops. If you answer the, those questions and email it back to me, I can via email help you uh, finalize your life purpose statements. And then you can actively live that, your life purpose. And, and I think that can be the, the more productive focus of your life, even in a time of COVID-19, so that you don't have to be you know, tuned into the COVID-19 channel 24-7. In fact, if you do that, if we do that, that's a way to sap our, our time and energy. So we actually cannot focus on accomplishing what is most important to us. And because I am focused on my life purpose, I'm actually in a pretty good place. In fact, the past week has been highly productive because as you can imagine, every organization that I'm involved with is trying to figure out how to navigate the COVID-19 crisis. What's kind of cool is that with uh, these organizations, we're actually looking and thinking about COVID-19 as an opportunity for us to think how we might better deliver our mission um, during this time and even beyond COVID-19 because right now it's COVID-19, but you know, a year, two years from now, it will likely be another crisis like this. And our life and the way we live our life can't be uh, spent going from crises to crises and feeling uh, powerless and depressed and anxious. No, we need to stay focused on our life purpose. And frankly, I am one of those people who has a uh, compromised respiratory system. So if I get COVID-19, it will be bad for me. So, but I'm also, you know, cool about why I've been living my life purpose for 18 years. If I have another 18 years to live my purpose, that's cool. But if I do die because of COVID-19, that's okay too, because I've been living my purpose. I really don't have any regrets. And that's what, you know, I think a lot of fear is based on the regret of, oh my God, I didn't get to do this or that. That was most important. And now I'm dying. Yeah. Let's not get to that point. Let's always be living our life purpose and doing what is most important to us every single day. Yeah. I, I, what's, I remember when you asked me that question, um, you know, you're very point blank about it. What's what's your purpose? <laughs> it, it filled me with fear uh, uh -huh. because I thought, oh, um, I'm not sure I can answer that question well. And if I do, that means I own it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And, <laughs> right. And, and and if I own it, well, then I've got to live up to it. Right. And and I think that that's um, so much 
which I, I think is part of the difficult, like if I was 18 and you asked me my life purpose, I, God only knows what I would say, but it wouldn't be very useful. Um, you know, that, but even, even now, I mean, I'm 61 and I get asked, you know, all the time that question. And every time I say it, there's still a little bit of like, are you a fraud? <laughs> really life purpose? Are you making this up? <laughs> and if you say this, are they, you know, how are they judging you for this? Um, and I, and I think that that just that idea of taking ownership of it, it's just like here, this is the way it is. And you know, all these distractions of the various crises to me, it's, I mean, they're very real. I don't want to minimize that right. in any way. Uh, but I, I think that the, like for me, psychologically, the function of the crisis is to distract me from actuating my purpose. Right. right? Yes. Because there's- Letting you off the hook. Right. Let's be off the hook. Exactly. Right. Because exactly. There's, uh, there's a commitment there, right? So, right. Right. Uh, and, and if I can like distract myself from that, then I'm- I, I don't, maybe I don't have to live up to it quite so much because X, Y, Z is going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's when we are, take accountability for ourselves and yes. our, and, you know, that's when the fulfillment and joy kicks in, right? Uh, so if we're looking for a way to create sustainable joy for ourselves, not just moments of joy, because I think we can all have moments of joy. We go out into the beautiful, you know, woods and, you know, we go to a beautiful beach and, you know, or we hike in the mountains, mountains and we can have moments of joy. But I think that to sustain that joy um, and moments of joy do dissipate. So to create sustaining joy, I think it really is about discovering and actively living your purpose every single day, you know, because you're focusing uh, and driving yourself to do what you say is most important for you to do. It's not you living somebody else's purpose. So this is what you say is most important. So you're just being accountable to yourself. And, you know, this is a joyful thing. And in fact, <laughs> because I have clarity about my life purpose, um, actually, this week has been like one of the busiest weeks of the year, not in a, in a sad, bad, oh, my God, I'm just so, you know, uh, focused on COVID-19. But, you know, some of my speaking engagements have canceled. But I actually picked up, you know, four more speaking engagements because I guess it, it is times of crises like this that people start to think about, you know, it becomes more crystal clear what is important and what is less important, right? And so then purpose, life purpose uh, becomes that much more of an urgent uh, thing to, to really consider. So I think uh, times of crises like this are great uh, opportunities to focus on what we really want to accomplish with our one very brief and precious life. I, I think that's so true. I, I think that having that 
that you know that central organizing principle yes and saying everything else revolves around this how can i actuate that it gives i i think it gives a lot of comfort and i i think on the other side of that if um without that people especially people in our age group they become very untethered right uh, yes it, 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 it's just you know like a i don't know like a it's like one of those old Atari games of Pong, right? The ball just bouncing around. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, this allows us to to focus and to really like structure our days, our lives um, around something that that we know is true to ourselves. And and again, like I said, that's somewhat scary. Um, but I think that the alternative of I w- I would much rather you know, be whatever, when I think I'm going to die, I'm going to say, okay, um, but look at, I had this purpose and look at what I did. Um, you know, these are the people I helped and, you know, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, you said about people being untethered during these times. I think that's absolutely right. And what I love about, um, clarity about my own life purpose is it's kind of like a foundational thing for me. Uh, Things may change. We may be enveloped in a global pandemic as we've now found ourselves to be, but this foundation that I've built and have been building upon for 18 years since I discovered and began to actively live my purpose is the thing that give me great comfort and I don't feel untethered at all, including during this time. And I think that if you are feeling untethered and if you want something to replace the noise in your head and the fear in your heart, then I think that this might be a good time to kind of focus your energies on what it is that's most important for you to accomplish. And let's you know, kind of finalize it in a in a life-affirming purpose for you that you can live. I actually tell people, all you have to do is do something every day that, that uh, you know, brings your purpose to life. You know, and at the end of the year, you've probably done over 300 things to help you, you know, accomplish what you say is most important. And year over year, the accumulation and the sum total of all those actions you've taken have helped or are helping you to accomplish what you say is most important. Um, So I, I think that I haven't felt fear or anxiety because I know that I you know, I don't have to stray very far. I know what my purpose is. Every day I've been doing work. And in fact, this week, this past week, in the midst of all of the the ever-changing uh, uh, news on the COVID-19 front, I've actually agreed to uh, co-lead two major initiatives, which I was at first kind of hesitant to do. But then it was like, well, you know, but this is this is really important to me. And it's all around diversity and inclusion. And I'm a woman and a woman of color, so this is really um, important to me. And these two initiatives are gonna do amazing things for a lot of people. So I signed up for those two things and you know, I've already begun working on, on both of them. And 
it, the brainstorming and the thinking and the writing, the focused writing I've been doing this week has been really um, energizing, you know, so I, I really haven't had time to think about COVID-19 unless I, you know, uh, look at my Facebook stream or, you know, turn on the news or something, but, you know, because uh, there has been a lot that's been communicated about what we should do and what we shouldn't do. So, uh, you know, okay, I know that I'm going to not try not to do those things we're not, I'm not supposed to do. And, uh, you know, I'll just focus on doing what, you know, what my purpose is saying, this is what's most important for me to do right I, now or yeah. at any time. Well, I, I think this is really an excellent time to begin this sort of thing for people. I, uh, I, at least for myself, I have a lot more free time. Yeah, exactly. We're at home, right? <laughs> We're at home. No more meetings. No more, you know, most of my speaking engagements have been canceled. Um, you know, there's just, the, the day is ordered in a different way, which actually puts in, you know, now I can, rather than go to the gym for 45 minutes, I go for an hour. Rather than meditate wow. for 10 minutes, I can meditate for 20 minutes. And, you know, just there's more time available for this kind of thinking. And in a strange way, the, it's so yes. distracting with all the, you know, it's, it's a big deal what's going on. But it, it also, we need to, you know, the opportunity, one of our, the people who work with us is like, you know, we always got to just look for the opportunity here. And I think that the, the big opportunity here for a lot of people is to take this extra time and focus it on the thought of what is my purpose? What's right. What's exactly. really important here. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And David, when I get off, when we get off this podcast, I'm sending you that questionnaire. Oh and no! Free time. I want you to complete it. Okay. Let's get it finalized. Because frankly, given the fact that you founded Aegis, I know your life purpose is, you know, is, is connected to that to the business purpose that you've already articulated. So I think you have more of the work done than you think you do. It's just that you're not, you're, you're not feeling that because you haven't finalized your purpose that maybe you don't know it. And here's the other thing. It's like, you know, a lot of young people, a lot of people at work feel that they can't, they're not living their purpose at work. And I say that may be true, but if you don't even know your purpose, how do you know you're not living your purpose? I think that if you don't know your purpose, you can't more fully live your purpose in any area of your life, including uh, at work. So if you want to have more uh, uh, a more fulfilling uh, work uh, experience, then by all means, you should figure out what your life purpose is. And once you know it, challenge yourself to determine how you can more fully live your purpose through your life. You know, one of my favorite CEOs these days is Satya Nadella of Microsoft because he really gets it. Every, a lot of companies, a lot of corporations are, have finally woken up to the fact that we should have a business purpose uh, that communicates how our business, how our organization um, serves all stakeholders, creates value for all stakeholders and contributes to the greater good. Now that's great and everyone's finally waking up to the, to this, but I think that what 
uh, really enlightened progressive employers should do is to help their employees uh, discover and articulate their life purpose, then challenge them to find the alignment between their life purpose and the, the purpose of the organization to create engagement to help drive the business forward. Now, what Nadella is, and he realizes this, so not only does Microsoft have a business purpose, but he wants every employee to have a life purpose and to live their life purpose through the vehicle of Microsoft so that they can say that I don't work for Microsoft, Microsoft works for me. And that is so brilliant because if you have 50,000 employees or however many that Microsoft has globally, to have every single one of those employees thinking that Microsoft works for them because they can um, more fully live their purpose through the vehicle of Microsoft, that is having or creating a purpose-driven organization fueled by purpose-driven employees. I mean, that is the next step of brilliant. And not every, most employers haven't figured that out because they're too afraid if they help their employees discover their life purpose, their employees might decide it's not to work at this organization, it's to quit and go work somewhere else, which is not, you know, what employees should do. They should, one, first figure out what their life purpose is and then figure out how they can live it more fully uh, through the vehicle of their employer's company and have greater fulfillment on the job. So discovering your life purpose doesn't mean you have to quit your day job and then worry about how you're going to pay the rent or the mortgage, right? Which is right. that most people think but that is not the case. I think that's I think it's brilliant that Microsoft does that. We, one of yeah, our, exactly. One of our good, good friends of the senior executive there, and they, um, I mean, I've seen that in action. Uh, it's, yeah. It's extraordinarily powerful. Talk about company, like um, employee loyalty, my God. <laughs> right, and it's one of the few companies, handful of companies in the US that has a cheap trillion dollar valuation, right? It's something that, uh, Steve Ballmer and, and Bill Gates weren't able to achieve, even though they were brilliant in different ways, right? I think the other thing that comes to mind here is as a, you know, I'm, I'm a business owner and I've, I've, I've never really had a job. Um, uh -huh. always, Lucky you. <laughs> I, I, well, sort of. <laughs> right. No. It means managing people is a real like learning curve for me, but um, because uh, I've never been one. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think that the, you know, as, especially if you're, you know, you have a business like ours is or something that's um, not a trillion dollar valuation, there's this constant temptation of the shiny, sparkling opportunity that's, you know, over to the right. And right. it's, this becomes really helpful in being able to discriminate is this opportunity going to distract us from our purpose or does it amplify our purpose? And that's right. constantly, I get, oh, I can't even, I get like a dozen of those like sparkly things every day and right. deciding like, okay, this is us. This is not us. What, what works for us, what doesn't. Right. Uh, and that's really uh, uh, tremendously clarifying for me with, uh, with Aegis. 
Yeah. Having a, a business purpose is like having your own North Star, right? It's yeah. great for short-term decision-making and long-term strategy. Same thing for the individual, right? Because you shouldn't pursue every avenue that's available to you. And a lot of people do because they think that, okay, I'll just go down uh, some of these avenues and I'll, maybe I'll bump into, you know, my, my passion or my purpose. And I, I think that's a very inefficient way to live our one very brief and precious life. I mean, that's certainly not the way that we approach, you know, our work when we're, you know, in business. You don't like try every single avenue uh, and hope that you bump into the right one. No, you articulate your goals and objectives. You figure out what it is that you have to achieve in terms of results and what success looks like. You understand the time frame that you have to deliver it, which is whether it's six months or 16 months. You determine what your budget is, what resources you have available, the parameters within which you must operate. And only when you have that information can you start to put together a plan that will help you achieve and you hopefully exceed your original stated goals and objectives. Now, that's how we do it in business. And if we do it this way and follow that protocol, chances are very great that we're going to be successful. Now, all I'm suggesting is that we take some of that rigor as it applies to our personal life. Most people in their personal lives really think they're just going to bump into their purpose. And I say, you may. um, It might take you 50 years or you may not. Um, why don't you just spend some time thinking about it in the same way that we think about an assignment when we're at work and let's figure out, you know, what is most important for us to accomplish. Then we can determine which avenues we go down and which opportunities we take advantage of. I mean, if you don't know your purpose, any road is a possible way forward and any opportunity might be a, a good one to get involved with but that's ridiculous because that's not the i mean if you were going to live to a thousand years um maybe that's a way to kind of go through life but we don't have a thousand years uh and and you know we have to be a little more um uh, uh what is it uh discriminating focused discriminating about yeah. how we spend what is the most precious thing, which is our time, right? Our life. Exactly. Uh, Patrice, this has been wonderful. And I, um, I just want to say how helpful that, you know, when it was like five years ago, gosh, that we, you forced me to look at this. And I'm, uh, I guess I'm going to be looking at it again in the very near future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we dealt with your business. Now let's deal with the <laughs> oh, gosh. The individual, yes. Uh, own it, buddy. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> I tell you, it's going to be wonderful. You'll love it. Yes. I'm into it. I'm up for it. Um, and, uh, it, you know, everyone out there in the community, uh, please, um, you know, this is, Patrice doesn't often do what she just offered that she just made. Um, and it's free for all of you for, what did we say, till the end of April? Is that right? Um, well, I think this podcast is probably going to air March 25th, you said. Yep. Um, and so I'm thinking like maybe till mid-April. April, Mid-April sounds fine. 
Yeah. Yep. Get you through tax time. <laughs> yeah. Right. So please email me, patrice at joyfulplanet.com, and I will send you the 11 question questionnaire. You fill it out, send it back to me, and I'll help you finalize your life purpose statement so you can get on with it and actively live your purpose and unleash greater uh, success, fulfillment, and joy in your life. I'm on it. Thank you so much, Patrice. It's just, uh, you're just hearing your voice and hearing you speak with such joy is uh, in itself a, a tremendous um, uplifting boost to my day. This is great. Thank you. It was a joy for me too. All right. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. That was great having Patrice on the show. And please do take her up on her invitation. Um, it's, uh, it's not going to be up for a long time. And I think maybe some of us have a little more time on our hands than we did a few weeks ago. I know I'm going to be filling mine out. I'm a little scared to get into it, but ah, whatever. Get over it. <laughs> Thanks so much to Seize Apart for that wonderful music in the background. They're wonderful. They're big supporters of ours and as we are of them. Next week, we're going to have another great show. I'm really looking forward to having you with us then. And if you can, um, please uh, hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Um, hit the like button. Everybody likes to be liked. And leave a nice comment if you can. See you next week. Have a great week. Stay safe. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.